the first degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. First degree. The first degree. These things are supposed to happen in movies, not in real life. Hi everyone, what a week. So Jack and I happened to be here in New York for our first degree meetup, which we had at the Francis Tavern, but that's not really the exciting part, even though it was amazing. When we woke up after the meetup, we learned that there had been an arrest in the Long Island serial killer case. This is important because if you've been following, we have had almost 10 weeks of coverage on this case. We've been covering the victims, the unidentified victims, and we did three weeks as well involving just the Long Island serial killer case, a whole rundown of it, featuring interviews from victims, family members that have never been heard before. And now they have someone in custody. So in the truest sense, we're boots on the ground. I'm in Suffolk County, Long Island right now. And Jack is also here in New York. And we're tag teaming and bringing you all the most relevant, pertinent information that we can. We're going to summarize the developments best we can. So buckle up. Here we go. I ended up leaving and I watched the entire press conference from like 20 feet away from where it was happening. But I just weren't you, weren't you also saying that there was like family members that couldn't get in either? Yeah. Yeah, there were exactly. So it's just, the whole thing was weird. It was really under lock and key. I'm not sure why. Um, Maybe they didn't want the crazy questions of people because there was obviously a Q and a portion. I don't know what they were trying to avoid with, making this press conference so exclusive. And that's certainly, you know, question I have, right? Like why let people in, be transparent. Transparency is something we've been screaming and kicking about forever. Right. So after that, I, um, I drove back to where my aunt lives because that's where I'm staying. And I managed to get John Ray on the phone. And as a reminder, John Ray is the, Shannon Gilbert family attorney. And he's also worked with several other people connected to this case. If you know Leanne, who was an informant, she basically um, told the story about having a, relations with James Burke during a sex party. She's a sex worker at the time. Um, he represents all these types of people. So I talked to him and he gave me like a crazy deep dive because he was at, there was an earlier press conference that was at Riverhead near the DA's office um, where he was, you know, he was with Jasmine Robinson, which was a woman we actually interviewed for our heavy metal project series. So lots of people right. know, lots of people to talk to about. Obviously, all the families are really rattled. But what is some of the most rattling information was that this man, Rex Huerman, he basically through his internet search history, had done like a ton of research on all the victims' families. Right. And deep dive research, like knew what they looked like, knew what they did, and 
had apparently contacted several of them through alias email accounts under different pretenses. And I don't know if that means like taunting in some way as someone else. I don't know that whether that means like a potential troll, right? Yeah. Form. I don't, I don't know what that means. We don't have the specifics on that, but what we know is that this guy had tons of information about the victim's families and he was all over it. And that's something that if you're familiar with certain serial killer cases, like the golden state killer did something similar, like years later he would call and just breathe. And these would be his rape victims that survived. And it's just an odd, it's odd for us because we're normal. It's terrifying and familiar when you think about serial killers that this guy is doing this. And we know that whoever the Long Island serial killer is did this to several of the victims right as the disappearances and murders happen. So that's fucking crazy. Well, and I feel like is is this kind of new information too that he was taunting the family that much? Because I knew like obviously when we were doing the Long Island serial killer episodes, we knew that he had possibly been contacting a couple of the family members, but it didn't seem like it was as much of like an ongoing taunting that we're hearing about now, right? Yeah. And I don't know how often it would happen. And I don't know if it was just like he was orbiting them, like following them on their social media accounts and how much was taunting and how much was orbiting. But another thing that came out based on Rex's like internet searches, he was watching all the docs and consuming all of the content related to the Long Island serial killer, which means he probably listened to all of our episodes on that we for the first degree on the Long Island serial killer. And probably listening to like getting to know Maureen, getting to know Amberlynn Costello, like listening to all of our content. It's so fucking sickening. It's sickening. And I don't know how it makes me feel. um, Cause certainly we don't want to, the intention of it was obviously like, Oh, heavy metal project, raise money for the well-being of sex workers, keep attention on the focus of this case, right? Which is the victims, those who need justice. And it does make you feel sick. It's just like, you're, you're by no fault of our own. You're perverting this very altruistic mission that we have. And that made me feel like gross. Yeah. I mean, it's like a little bit reminiscent of BTK and like the obsession with the media and all of that, where it's like, it's so crazy when something is happening in 2023 and there's just constantly all of this information that is being released about it. And he's probably obviously getting off on people talking about him and information about the victims or whatever. So it's, ugh. did you see that he had a Tinder that was linked to one of his burner phones? No. Yeah. So again, this was Daily Mail. We're talking on Friday night. So I don't know what's going to be released by the time we release this. But allegedly, he had all these burner phones that he was buying, like many, many burner phones that I think was what they used to help obviously trace it back to him. But he had a Tinder profile that he was on that was linked to one of those burner phones. And I actually saw a really interesting comment on one of my TikToks that I was making about him just having a Tinder in general, where it's like, the city isn't that big. Like you would think that somebody would just in general, even if he was just cheating on his wife and that was all he was doing, 
Like that's kind of interesting that he was just putting his face out there and his name. However, it was all linking back to his burner phone. Right. It was linking back to his office. Right. And beyond that, we've learned also that apparently earlier on um, in the investigation, one of the four victims, there was a witness that saw a perpetrator, you know, a possible suspect who was meeting one of the victims for a date. And the description they gave of this person was like, looked like, quote unquote, Peter Hackett, right? So as a reminder, those of you listening, Peter Hackett is the prime suspect in the Shannon Gilbert disappearance. He called Mary Gilbert and said, I run a home for wayward girls. And he's the focus of attorney John Ray and his investigation and has been for about 10 years. And I was talking to John Ray on the phone today. And John basically said to me, yeah, I mean, this description at the time was just like Peter Hackett. But when you look at Rex, he also looks like Peter Hackett, a big man. He really does. Yeah. Do a side by side. Their faces don't necessarily look alike, but if you were just describing them like the broad strokes, I get that. You know what I mean? But like this guy's right. description, and they're also saying in the press conference that he had a very specific vehicle. And this is something they learned years ago that put Rex on police radar. A long time ago. And that makes us believe and think that he was always a possibility. It could have been him, but they needed all of these other things like advancements in technology. They needed a surreptitious sample from Rex, which apparently they got from a pizza crust, which is fucking crazy. And, And they needed the ability to use whatever algorithms and technology to identify his cell phone patterns um, using these burner phones that somehow they were able to tie to him. And we know that earlier on, way earlier in the case, before I did Unraveled or anything like that, it was understood that some of these early taunting calls to the family members of the missing and murdered women came from Massapequa. Also, they came from like Penn Station, Port Authority area which is, I mean, he would have commuted between those areas. So this yeah. is all looking really good and it's really fucking interesting. So what are your thoughts on how, like, obviously he's tied to the Gilgo for. So what are your thoughts about if there will be a second arrest or if somebody else is going to be tied to everything that's going on or is he the guy? Like, what what are you thinking at this moment? While... He is being indicted and basically looked at as the likely killer of the Gilgo Four. They've only really indicted him for three of the four victims. So Maureen Brainerd Barnes, her abduction and murder happened in 2007. And the others happened between like, you know, late 2009 and across 2010. And the theory is why the three later victims, it's like they're using cell phone technology and how they were able to do this is such an incredible feat. They're using thousands and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of you know cell phone analytics that were able to help them zero in on this guy. And my thoughts on why Maureen is not necessarily included in this yet 
was because, you know, going back to 2007, trying to go through all that cell phone data in the same way, it's just going to it's just going to take longer. Maybe the technology wasn't as good three years before where those records are gone. But I think, you know, given that the arrest occurred and that all these search warrants had, you know, were triggered today, who knows what they're going to find in this guy's house? Like, who knows? Oh my God. I can only imagine. Yeah. And apparently, and I don't understand why quite yet, the, uh, his vehicle was seized in South Carolina. And that's why the FBI is playing a big role in this. And um, who knows what they're going to find in the car? Who knows what they're going to find in his search history? And I also read that he, you know, if he's looking and reading, he's watching the docs, right? That means he's watching the People Magazine Investigates. That means he's watching The Unraveleds. It means he knows who you are, Jack, and who I am, Alexis. Like, it, oh. it's very, um, it's very chilling. It's, I still haven't processed it yet. After I left you today, I like cried for like 20 minutes and I didn't know why. And I think I was just overwhelmed and happy and sad. And like, what now? What now? Like, how do we find out more? How do we do more? It doesn't feel as satisfying as I want it to because I have so many other fucking questions. We still don't know the identities of four of these victims. We yeah. still don't know if there are more. And obviously, we're doing this. This conversation is occurring on the day that Rex was arrested. We know that last night we heard news that identif- um, that remains belonging to a male was discovered near Gilgo Beach. Is he responsible right. for that? Like, does he kill when it's convenient for him? Do, like, what, how bad is this guy? Um what are we going to learn now that we know who he is? Once they can find out the places he goes, how long he's been going there. We found out that he had upwards of 80, 90 firearms. Is mm-hmm. is that part of his MO? Did he pull a gun out on these women to get them under control? You know what I mean? Like, we know, we watched this video together this morning, the one where this, this French uh, host interviews him. He talks about working in the city starting in the, in the late 80s, you know, right. 1907. Yeah. The earliest victims of Lisk tied to the Lisk case we know were like, you know, early 90s. So he could be, he could very well be responsible for all of these. Yeah. Even crazier is that when I talked to John Ray today, who was again, the Gilbert family attorney, he's convinced that more people are involved. And he reminded me of a theory um, that I hadn't thought about or heard about in a while that they believe a woman is involved. And, and they also say that, um, Rex's wife's hair has also been found in some of the tape in that. Does that mean she's involved or does that mean it was just like transfer DNA or something? He did this at his house. I also heard and read that these murders coincide with, 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 these murders coincide with his family being out of the country. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about this because, again, this is something, again, we're, it's Friday right now. Shit is just, like, coming out every couple of minutes. And I don't know what is reputable or not. So this is on, like, a Daily Mail article about John. And it was talking about the woman being involved. And he was also mentioning, and you should talk to him about this tomorrow, that, like, allegedly he was getting taunting phone calls 
that were happening up until last week, I think they stopped or something like that. So, and one of them seemed to be from a man and a woman. So that I think is something that, um, I mean, we haven't discussed at all so far about a woman being possibly involved. Well, and another thing that when I asked John about it today and I was like, well, again, explain to me why you think a woman is involved. I guess when you look at peaches and baby doe, which Mm -hmm. by the way, the episode for the heavy metal project that we were supposed to release was supposed to be this following Friday. We had no idea this arrest was coming. It's this incredible coincidence that we were in the midst of this fundraising and information spreading campaign on the Long Island serial killer that we've been doing for the last two months. Um, But for those of you who don't know, Peaches and the baby were separated when they were found, but Peaches was wrapped in a blanket. Peaches' baby was wrapped in a blanket. And it's to everybody who was analyzing this, and I don't know if any of you believe in profiling. I'm a skeptic when it comes to profiling, but I always think there's something to it. Like you can discern certain things. But the baby was wrapped really like lovingly in a blanket, which has led some people to believe that if you're going to dismember the mother and separate them from the child, but you're going to like leave the child's jewelry on and wrap them sort of cherubically in a blanket, that that's not a male thing to do. And I don't, right. I don't know if that's like stereotyping. That could go either way for me. Um, but I just think that's really truly interesting, especially if you're going to argue that more than one person is involved. And I also heard that, I heard that allegedly during the arraignment, Rex's wife was there wearing a black and white dress for, for a time during the arraignment. I don't know if that means she's being supportive of her partner or ex-partner. I'm not still hundred percent clear on the status of their relationship. If they're a couple that's like together, but not really together, don't really live together. Who knows? I'm going to try yeah. to find that out tomorrow. I've literally been on the road all day, so I haven't had a time, a moment to do my own research, but I'm looking forward to that tonight. Um, but yeah, it was just a very enlightening, enlightening day. And I've had several calls and I hope to have several more tonight and many more tomorrow. I'm seeing John Ray in person and we're going to just keep reporting back, you know, as quickly as we can. So you guys have one place to come, get your inside scoop, get your, you know, ongoing info. And yeah, Absolutely. we want to be, be that resource. It's such a blessing that we happen to be here as this breaks. So we're like boots on the ground doing it in real time. Yeah. So I think that what we're trying to do is have one of these calls once a day for the next probably week as like more information is coming out and just like releasing them as is. Obviously our audio fucking sucks, but we're just doing it as it's happening live and getting it to you. So you get all the information that we have. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy the timing of all this and having Alexis right there being able to kind of figure everything out in person. So Yeah. And Jack's air traffic controlling. She's going we're getting tons of DMs. We're getting tons of tips. Like people who went to high school with him. So like Jack's fielding all of that and we're putting our information together. And that's what this is going to be. It's going to be a download of all the insider scoops we're getting and we're bringing it to you daily if we can. So crazy. I can't believe this is happening. So it's pretty, pretty nuts. So nuts. So that's it for now. We can't wait to hear what you all think. If you hear a little tidbit, you hear an inside scoop, 
email us hello at the first degree podcast.com dm either one of us at jack manick at alexis linkletter at the first degree um we're gonna keep this up until there's nothing left to report on and however we have a feeling that just more and more is gonna come out we're gonna continue to get blown away horrified and saddened by this man his acts and why he was able to go on with it so long. And the one thing I will end with is I also heard that up until very recently, this man was still hiring and engaging with sex work. And my understanding is to some point is that there was this rush to do this because there was fear that more people would be in danger as a result of him patronizing sex workers. And that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, especially no. if a guy caught wind that the walls were closing in, what's one more? You know, if you're sick like that, it's it's amazing. And, you know, based on what I'm hearing about how they caught him, I have to applaud the Suffolk County Police Department. It's It's an incredible work. It's daunting. And it would have taken years. And I'm so happy that they were able to do it. It is one of those crazy things, too, where obviously the reason why we did this series in the first place is because there was like nobody had reported on it since you did Unraveled. Nobody was really reporting on it before. Like it was kind of just it had gone cold, even media wise. And it's the same thing kind of with a Brian Koberger case where it's like you think nothing is happening behind the scenes, but they had allegedly like had eyes on this guy for over a year. So it's like they were doing something. And obviously... Yeah, you just the the general public has no idea, but that's really the only way that they can actually get shit done. So crazy, crazy shit going on, and we will just continue to update you guys. Yeah, and shout out to Rodney Harrison. I mean, he was he is, you know, the police commissioner um that's overseeing it now. And when he was put in that position, he promised to solve this case. And Ray Tierney, the DA, bravo. I mean the people before you were a lot messier with this and you guys followed through with your promises. It's something to be really proud of. And for the, you know, the most important thing is like these victims families are finally going to have a fraction of peace. They're not getting their loved one back, but this guy being behind bars is a huge, huge start. So congratulations, everyone who's been thinking about it, who's been learning about it, who bought a necklace for the heavy metal project, all the law enforcement, everyone should be really proud of themselves because this took not just a village, it took a nation. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we will keep you updated probably tomorrow with more news.